Let's talk politics and not so much New Zealand politics first off, but Jason Walls, British politics. Could you see that one coming? Liz Liz Trust has gone after just 44 days. Yeah, to be honest, I think I did see it coming. I think everybody did. She was just, it was resignation after resignation. It was botch up after botch up. I mean, I think it was what the Daily Mirror was running a live stream to see if she'd outlive a lettuce. And today the lettuce won. So, you know, it's something I'm not really surprised about because she, I mean, you could kind of see the writing on the wall from like a week or so ago. I mean, it looked at one stage like she was just going to, you know, grin and bear it and get through it. But now, I mean, obviously you look back and you think, well, what's next? Who's it going to be? Is it, is it going to be Boris Johnson again? But whatever happens, like the Tories over there have basically destroyed their own reputation through this. I mean, in New Zealand, if we had anything like, to this scale, it would just it, the party's polls would be down for years and years and years. So it'll be interesting to see how um, the Tories actually recover from this, if yes. they do. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. All right, well, let's talk uh, local politics. And I don't know whether it was a sad day or a happy day in the House yesterday with Trevor Mallard's valedictory speech. No, well, it depends who you ask, really. I think there are a lot of people from the Labour side that say it's probably a sad day. I mean, he is known for things like making Parliament more child-friendly, and he has been in Parliament for 35 years, so that's Mm. a lot of service to the New Zealand public sector. And so I think that's one way that he will be remembered. But in his speech, there was practically no national MPs or ACT MPs in the House. Everybody just kind of snubbed it. And that's because they never really cared for Trevor Mallard. In fact, they called for his resignation a number of times. You'll remember, of course, the scandals that he's been involved with. He falsely accused a parliamentary staffer of rape and had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of legal bills um, to apologize and essentially, you know, go through the lawyer's process for that one. So he will go down in history as probably New Zealand's most controversial speaker, somebody that made headlines a few too many times than he probably should have. And it's interesting to put him into perspective with the new speaker at the moment, Adrian Ruarafi, because Adrian can lend an entire question time run and I'll forget he's there because he never really interjects. But Trevor Mallard was interjecting and stopping people and making people with Jordan apologize all the time. So a bit of a stark contrast there. And he gets a, a wonderful golden handshake, a farewell present, doesn't he? I mean, as a as the ambassador to Ireland with a uh, a large salary, free accommodation, the full works burger. Oh well, you can't. You'd you'd struggle to find a better place to work other than the New Zealand embassy outside of New Zealand. I mean, it's not like he's going to the Sudanese embassy or the Iranian embassy (laughs) where it's a little, you've got to do quite a lot of work and the quality of life isn't that great. I mean, sure, I'm sure he'll be doing things that ambassadors do, but yeah, I mean, if you were to give me an ambassadorship, I think Ireland would be my top pick too. Wouldn't it be great of the Guinness factory just down the road? Um, let's touch on Damien O'Connor's response um, yesterday to the farmers' protest around the country. And uh, a farmer in Southland has written a letter saying it was just disgraceful. He just grinned, smirked at uh, the TV cameras last night and just said it was embarrassing. Yeah, and I think he was referring to the turnout outside of Parliament. I mean, there was probably, I'm not sure what it was like in um, in other parts of the country. From what I've read, there was a, a fair bit of a turnout in some places. But um, in terms of outside Parliament, there was just no one there. And people eating lunch and just there for a, a tourist or a, a look at Parliament. 
um, kind of outnumbered the number of um, groundswell protesters there. So that's what he was referring to. But he's not really doing himself any favors because no. the groundswell movement, I mean, you know, they've got a legitimate, legitimate point and they're allowed to have that point heard that New Zealand farmers are the best in when it comes to um, their emissions in the entire world and slapping them with another tax. Th- their argument is that it's just going to see good farmers here produce less and bad farmers for the environment overseas produce more. So grinning at the cameras and saying it's embarrassing mm. is not really helping anyone. No, absolutely. And yesterday, Jacinda met the uh, the new Auckland mayor. I don't know whether you were there or not, but it almost seemed a little awkward. Well, yeah, it did. And it would have been, given the fact that they're on polar different, polar opposite ends of the political spectrum. And Wayne Brown is, you know, somebody that's come in and is wanting to shake things up and cancel this and fire that, that and and stop all work on three waters. And that was the focal point for the prime minister's press conference. And she basically said, listen, I've, I'm hearing a lot of talk about canning three waters, but I'm not hearing an alternative. And without an alternative, New Zealanders' rates bills will go up between 7 and 14%. So something needs to be done. So she's very much starting to push back on this opposition from Wayne Brown. In fact, she's not starting. She's been doing it for some time. But it'd be interesting to see if the Three Waters legislation actually makes it to the third reading before the election. Because if it does, it's going to be one one heck of a of a weight behind any Labour candidate, given how controversial and, frankly, how unpopular it's been. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, always good to talk. I guess this time next week we may be talking about who the new British Prime Minister could be. Well, they might have had two or three by then. <laughs> that is so true. Jason Walsh joining us out of the press gallery. He is Newstalk ZB's deputy political editor. Can you imagine Boris Johnson back again as Prime Minister?